Good morning, listeners. Let's have a positive Christmas season. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating dedicating today's podcast to Linda. God bless her. She is born and raised in Los Angeles, and she's really taking good care of herself. We had a conversation, and she's a young girl, and all she talked about was her mom and dad, and they're both musicians, and she was so, so proud of them, and that was so sweet to see. So God bless you, Linda, and I hope that you heard me when I invited you to listen to the podcast. Amen. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Remember, we're going to have a positive Christmas. This season, try something positive. Instead of getting angry at the increasing avoidance of Christmas in favor of happy holidays, skip the confrontation and pretend that this message comes from Jesus. If you want to celebrate my birthday, don't bother writing letters of protest. Send letters of hope instead. Visit someone in a nursing home. Pick someone who has hurt you in the past and flat out forgive them. Don't nitpick about what the local retailer calls Christmas and be patient with the people who work there. Give them a warm smile and a kind word. Even if they can't wish you a Merry Christmas, you can wish them one. Support a missionary, someone who takes my love and good news to those who never heard my name. And finally, if you really want to make a statement about behaving like a Christian, let your actions show that you are one of mine. So that message was from Jesus. Romans 8.14 For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Abba, may the meaning of Christmas reside in our hearts all year. Romans 8.26, we do not know how to pray, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs. Lord, help us to recognize the power of everyday miracles. Sirach 27, verse 9, honesty comes home to those who practice it. May I always choose honesty, Heavenly Father. He restores my soul, Psalm 23, verse 3. Mend the wounds of our bodies and souls, Divine Healer. Amen. 
Psalm 85 verse 10. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss. Give me the grace to deal with negativity, Jesus. Psalm 40 verse 1. I wanted I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. Holy Spirit, open my heart to the grace that the Christ child will bring. Listeners, God's love for us will never go away, regardless of whether we engage in a relationship with him or not. He's good that way, much more patient and understanding than we are. But if we never take the time to express gratitude to the Creator for all of our blessings, how good of a relationship could you really expect to have? If your relationship with God is feeling lackluster lately, take this opportunity to return His love on a more regular basis. Just offer words of praise, not petition, and take time out to just be with each other. You may come to experience God's love in a whole new way and more satisfying than ever. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. Amen. Give me wisdom and knowledge. Increase my understanding of your teachings, Jesus. Amen. Stay right there, listeners. We'll be back. Wisdom from above. James chapter 3 verse 17 says, The wisdom that is above is first pure, then peaceable. Today there's more knowledge in the world than ever before. Computers and fiber optic cables can transmit information in a millisecond to any part of the globe. More facts have been discovered in the past century than in all the other centuries of human history combined. Yet, that same century also recorded the most devastating wars and the fiercest genocides in human history. We have never been further from solving our basic problems. The Bible says there are two kinds of wisdom in the world. First, there is wisdom that is given by God, a wisdom that views life in terms of eternity. Of this wisdom, the scripture says, the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy. The second is the wisdom of the world, and this wisdom excludes God and his moral standards from human decisions and seeks to solve society's problems apart from him. 
And where has that gotten us, listeners? So here is the wisdom that we choose. Book of Proverbs. Time to get some wisdom. These are the Proverbs of Solomon. A wise child brings joy to a father. A foolish child brings grief to a mother. Tainted wealth has no lasting value, but right living can save your life. The Lord will not let the godly go hungry, but he refuses to satisfy the craving of the wicked. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. A wise youth harvests in the summer, but one who sleeps during harvest is a disgrace. The godly are showered with blessings. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. We have happy memories of the godly, but the name of the wicked person rots away. The wise are glad to be instructed, but babbling fools fall flat on their faces. People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. People who wink at wrong cause trouble, but a bold reproof promotes peace. The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. Wise words come from the lips of people with understanding, but those lacking sense will be beaten with a rod. Wise people treasure knowledge, but the babbling of a fool invites disaster. The wealth of the rich is their fortress. The poverty of the poor is their destruction. The earnings of the godly enhance their lives, but evil people squander their money on sin. People accept the discipline. People who accept discipline are on the pathway to life, but those who ignore correction will go astray. Hiding hatred makes you a liar. Slandering others makes you a fool. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. The words of the godly are like sterling silver. The heart of a fool is worthless. The words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Doing wrong is fun for a fool, but living wisely brings pleasure to the sensible. The fears of the wicked will be fulfilled. The hopes of the godly will be granted. When the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away. But the godly have a lasting foundation. Lazy people irritate their employers like vinegar to the teeth or smoke in the eyes. Fear of the Lord lengthens one's life. But the years of the wicked are cut short. 
The hopes of the godly result in happiness, but the expectations of the wicked come to nothing. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to those with integrity, but it destroys the wicked. The godly will never be disturbed, but the wicked will be removed from the land. The mouth of the godly person gives wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off. The lips of the godly speak helpful words, but the mouth of the wicked speaks perverse words. Amen. Wisdom always gotta have some. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We've got more from Hope for Each Day. Okay, Hope for Each Day says, Giving to God. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. God doesn't need our money to get his work done. He is sovereign and can do it without our help. Yet, he has arranged it so that his work often depends on our generosity. At least two things happen when we give. First, when we give with the right attitude, God reminds us that what we have isn't really ours. He gave us everything that we have. Everything. Yes, it actually belongs to him. King David prayed, All things come from you, and of your own we have given you. 1 Chronicles 29 We need to learn the truth. We need to know it. Everything comes from God. Everything belongs to him. Second, when we give, we help meet the needs of others whom God also loves. By giving the others, we testify God's love for them and we point them to the greatest gift of all, which is God's gift of his son for our salvation. Someone has said that our lives should resemble channels not reservoirs. A reservoir stores water. A channel distributes it. God wants us to be channels of blessings to others. God wants us to be channels of blessing to others. I feel it. I feel it. And now strength for each day. It says, trade worry for trust. John chapter 14 verse 1 says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. I don't know what you may be dealing with today, but if it tempts you to worry, I encourage you to trade the worry for trust in God. Worry is a useless waste of energy because it never solves our problems. 
It does do something such as it makes us tired, tense, and often grouchy, but it accomplishes nothing good. God invites us to trust him, and when we do, he goes to work on our problems. This may sound strange, but you can go ahead and enjoy your life while God works on your problems. If he shows you something you should do, then just obey him and do it. But if there's nothing for you to do, then just rest in him and enjoy the day that he has given to you. Casting our care on God requires humility. As long as we worry, we think we can do something to solve our problems. But when we come to the end of our self-effort and our, and humble ourselves under God's mighty hand, well, he lifts us up and will do for us what we could never do for ourselves. Pray with me. Father, I am sorry for all the time I have wasted worrying. I know that I cannot solve my own problems, and I ask you to help me not to worry, but to trade the worry for trust in you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Love it, love it. The Lord is my helper. I shall not be afraid. That's Hebrews 13, verse 6. Dread is a close relative of fear. It anticipates the future with fear and apprehension. We are tempted to dread many things. We may dread simple daily chores such as getting up in the morning, driving to work in traffic, going to the grocery store, cleaning our house, or doing the laundry. But we can just as easily believe we can fulfill these responsibilities with a good attitude and trusting God to give us the grace we need for each one. Dread not only steals joy, it also steals much needed energy. We hear people often say, oh, I dread doing this or that because it's useless. They must do the task anyway. So why dread it? You got to do the task anyway. If we consistently verbalize our dread, our words will defeat us. We will do what we must, but we will be miserable while doing it. If you have given into the temptation to dread things in the past, now is an opportune time today, listeners, to decide that you will have a happy attitude instead. We can and should be thankful that we have something to do, that food is available for us to purchase and prepare and that God gives us the ability and strength to take care of our possessions. Turn the table on the enemy by finding the good in everything. Get beneath me, devil. Be positive and think of what you have, not what you don't have.
make today a happy day by refusing to dread anything. Raising my hand, raising my hand, I'm going to try. No, I'm going to do it. Pray with me. Father, help me not to dread the tasks I have to do. Thank you that I am able to do them and that I can ask for your help, knowing that you are with me in everything I do. In Jesus' name, amen. Stay right there. There's more. And In Touch magazine is talking about the foundation of praise, Psalm 103. Whenever the psalmist penned songs of worship, they spoke about the Lord's specific attributes or actions. And these songs were compiled into the book that we now call Psalms. And the collection can be seen as a biography of God one that relies upon the language of praise to describe and exalt him. The ability to worship grows out of love for the Lord. And since genuine love is always cultivated by learning about the other person, the true root of praise is knowledge of the Lord. As we spend time with him in his word, discovering new facets of his character, deepens both of our love for him and our understanding of why he deserves praise. In addition, we also learn we also learn to know the Lord through our walk with him. As we observe how he meets our needs and showers us with mercy and compassion, we experience his faithfulness and our trust in him increases. Our lives become a display of accumulated praise for his abundant provision, comfort in times of pain, and intervention during adversity. Not only that, but our transformation becomes a testimony of gratitude for the trials and hardships that he has used to shape us into the image of Christ. Amen. And listeners, prayers to start your day is saying, follow your conscience. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, our hearts sprinkled clean from the evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. God has given each of us a conscience and listeners, he intends for us to use it. But sometimes we don't. Instead of listening to that quiet inner voice that warns us against disobedience and danger, we are tempted to rush headlong into situations that we soon come to regret. God promises that he rewards good conduct and that he blesses those who obey his word. The Lord also issues a stern warning to those who rebel against his commandments. Wise Christians heed that warning, so count yourself among their number. Sometime soon, 
perhaps today, your conscience will speak. And when it does, listen carefully. God may be trying to get a message through to you. And it may be a message that you desperately need to hear. Conscience is our wisest counselor and teacher, our most faithful and most patient friend. Pray with me. Gaze up to heaven. Clasp your hands together. Dear Lord, you speak to me through that still, small voice that tells me what to do. That voice warns me when I stray from your will. In these quiet moments and throughout the day, show me your plan for my life, Lord, that I might serve you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Thank you for the four-star day that awaits us. Maybe a five-star, because you're there with us. Lord, we are obedient. We are diligent. We are consistent. We are faithful. We are Christians. And we show the world our love. We are representing you. We are here to serve you. So use us, Lord, any way you want, any way you can, because it benefits us. We want your blessings, Lord. Let them rain down upon us. Amen. Bye for now.